Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. The hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. We got a lot to get into. The full Monty, full show for you, and we got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about also, first of all, spring football on the 40 acres. So we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk a little bit about spring football. Texas versus Xavier. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. We know it is not happening until Friday, but we'll start to preview, a little uh, sneak preview view, if you will, of that matchup. Also, Texas baseball with another win, another dub. We'll get into that. And speaking of dubs in the baseball world, Japan gets the win over Team USA uh, in the World Baseball Classic. We'll drop into that as well. And Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah with their latest mock drafts. Uh, you guys know I'm kind of a mock slut, so we'll dive in deep, deep, deep into the mock drafts. We'll talk about the latest in the Lamar Jackson updates. Uh, also, Cowboys still making moves. And also, uh, we'll get into the Ohio State Pro Day, because there's a lot of speculation coming out of that pro day about what's going to happen in the NFL draft as it relates to the quarterback position. Before we do that, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, brother? Hump day! We are halfway to the weekend. We're closer and closer to the matchup between... I was about to say Xavier. I know. I keep that's saying that. I want yeah. to. I was looking at it and I was like, I was like Xavier. That's my, like, my my nephew's middle name, but he goes by Xavier. Oh, like so, like like X Men, like X Men, like uh, Doctor Xavier. Exactly. <laughs> X Men. Xavier. I know. I, know. Yeah. I, was, I did so many things. I was like, ah, oh, Xavier. 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 And to Texas Longhorns, we got a lot to get into with the baseball game. My man Patrick called me out today and said, I thought you said this team wasn't going to hit a lot of home runs. Well, last night, if the wind mm-hmm, was right, mm-hmm. everybody leaving the yard. <laughs> but let's talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study. But he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours. Rod Babers. I appreciate that intro as always. That's not always any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. It is Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? Doing good, doing good. Uh, all right. Uh, also, uh, you can be a part of the show. You're the most important part of the show, actually. On the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. That's how you do it. You're the heartbeat of this thing. Um, so always hit us up whenever you have any questions, comments, responses uh, to the conversation that we're going to have. We'll get into the World Baseball Classic as well. It wasn't disappointing in any manner. Not just, at all. Uh, only in the fact that Team USA end up losing to Japan, but mm-hmm. that's considering how talented that team is, or at least how they looked out there. I know the Team USA was the more talented team, I guess, if you look at all the, I don't know, talent evaluations and whether oh, yeah. kind of the world rankings, if there are any, of the best players in uh, baseball all over the world internationally. Uh, but that was a hell of a that was a hell of a dramatic climactic uh, end to the World Baseball Classic. It was beautiful. It really poetry. Was, it man. was poetry, and I know a lot of people can sit there and they say, "Man, you couldn't have wrote a better script for it." That because we were talk we were talking about this for a while. What if this matchup was the end all be all of the game, and you get two of the best players and. 
I just Arguably, don't. the two best players. There's and, an argument to be made there. Exactly. <laughs> and you sit there and you say, they both play for the Angels. Okay. Nah, see, why are you going to bring up this part of the, the story? Because line? the reality of it, because they are talking about how great this was, great. but then they have to go right back to each other in that <laughs> locker room and realize that all our hopes and dreams are already dashed. Why are you going to be a buzzkill? I'm giving it to them like it's real. It's we, over now. We're talking it's about over how now. great the World Baseball Classic was, and you're going to bring back the reality that, yes, that dramatic moment that featured arguably the two best baseball players in the world, they play on the same team, and, and never, they suck. And they Terrible. What? How is that possible? <laughs> Two of the best baseball players went head to head. Baseball world was sitting there I don't watching know how that this, happens. and it's like I don't know how that happened. Game over. They throw in their gloves, and we heard Gene Watson this morning with B and E. Gene was talking about yeah, everybody was scrambling so they could get back to spring training to go play for their teams, and I'm looking at Shohei and Mike Trout, and they're looking like, dog, look at us. You know that that meme where they're sitting there, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. look at us. Who would have ever thought we'd be here? It's and, Paul Rudd yeah. and, oh, I forget who I forgot the dude's name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah they're yeah, sitting yeah. there and they're like, look at us. Who yeah. ever thought we'd be eating here? Eating the wings or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. now all of a sudden they're looking at each other like, this is what we just, we just played with some of the no. best players in the world. It's, and now we're going back to our team. No, no. Okay, so now, all right, we're sidetracked, so we might as well just go into it. <laughs> we'll get into the World Baseball Classic next segment, yeah, too. We will, and we'll we talk will. some Texas football and Texas basketball and Texas baseball coming up here. No doubt. Okay, so why? Okay, why? Why? Uh, how enough. is how? You tell me, you're a baseball guy. How is it that the two best baseball players in the world play on the same team and that team sucks? You got to give it. Is it a cheap billionaire thing? Is it no, bad they, management no, thing? No, it ain't a cheap billionaire. They're paying them a lot of money. Is it bad management thing? I, 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 well, I think it's, it's a great I mystery in sports. It is the greatest mystery in sports. <laughs> think about it. You bring in Albert Pujols, one of the best right-handed hitters in the history of the game. You sign Anthony Rendon, who was just balling for the Washington Nationals. Is it injuries? Are they injured often? He got hurt. Uh, Rendon got hurt so last he, year. So is that one of the reasons? you no, got to tell me Trout, what the reason Trout is. Trout has been hurt off and on over his career. It's a mystery. It what, truly well, is a mystery. You only saw two, the two best players in the sport on the same team in any sport in any league, and them being not being good and be yeah, be, and be <laughs> yeah. this uh, disappointing and underwhelming. Like, no. well, give me that. Why LeBron and D Wade kind of was that? Oh, no, because they won championships. I don't know, I'm trying like, <laughs> to give examples of when it happened. First of all, it's rare for it to ever happen. Right. And then when it happens, it usually ends up being successful. I'm just sitting yeah. there I watching mean, that. Like you got to remember, the Angels also had like some serious clubhouse stuff going on for the past decade with of, the drugs, with and the all drugs, that stuff. and Ended then up losing the pitcher. Okay, and bad pitches. culture. We talk about yeah. culture? so there. There is a lot of problems okay. that that program that 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 team has had throughout the years. It should you should at a certain point go like, hey, we have two generational talents. We should try and fix some of these culture problems and, and get back on the right track. I don't know why they haven't done that yet. How is this? I mean, seriously. Well, think about it. We, they we also had. They also brought in Madden. Remember, they brought in the uh, Joe Madden. Uh, Joe Madden to try to change the mojo. He got fired. When Texas is pitching, 
It's always he got, he got fired the day after he shaved a mohawk. Yes, oh, I remember he, yes. the mohawk. <laughs> yes, it goes back to your bad culture point. Okay, it so is. we're talking about okay. We're talking remember, about, I told you I thought he was going, a clown. This is in the same. Yeah, you did. You yeah, were upset about I'm, this. I'm, I'm really not. This, this is in the same mystery though. And honestly, okay, this, I can I can bring this home. All right, this is what I do. I can bring this home. Okay. All right, come on. This is how it relates to come on, our, our our audience right now. Because somebody says Luke and Kyrie. That's that's great. I yep. love it, Master Gardner. Great point. What did I that's say right at the very there. beginning of that? Yeah. I was like, that's nah, right up there. This ain't like, gonna work. How the hell is that not working? Yep. Um, this is up right up there in the same kind of uh, all-time great sports mysteries um, as why isn't Texas football back? Right. I mean, everybody says like, oh, they got this. there's no reason for them not to be good. They got this, they got that, and it's the same thing too. Yep, it's they, the same. They got the same Disney mystery. behind them, and it's they the, still ain't finishing yeah. the fairy tales. It's the same mystery. It's exactly. The same mystery. It's like I can't figure. Nobody can figure it out. We've been we've been trying. This, you know what? Not even House could figure this out. Right. They on the show we try to figure out the medical <laughs> mysteries that he doesn't like. House, how House we try to diagnose what the hell is going on with Texas football? You be like, I can't figure it out, uh, man. We need to. You know, it's going to be too. Be continued around yeah, here. It's, it's been be, to be yeah. continued for ten, about ten years now. We yeah, like, we maybe can't longer. figure it out. Maybe, maybe longer. longer. Like we can't. We don't. Nobody knows. We've we got different theories and we've dived into it. I'm sure it's a multifactorial thing. But just like yeah, the angel. Like what the hell? You got to be kidding me. You that was a great two, moment. It was like yes. These are two, and, and I guarantee you around the world they're having the same discussion. I got in Japan right now. They're like hold on, hold on. They, hold on. Some guy in Japan right now is a baseball <laughs> exactly. fan, kind of a novice. Like well, you telling me they got the those, those guys playing on the same team in in the American Major League Baseball. League, they play on the same team, and they and they're bad. And so, they're, so they win the oh, World what? Series every year, right? They win the World Series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, they're out of the playoffs by, exactly. by the All Star break. Like what? Exactly. What is happening? It is. Oh. It is a bad, bad look, and I feel awful for Angels fans. I don't even know. I haven't met any Angels fans, but if you are <laughs> one, I'm sorry for you because that's like being a Dallas Cowboy fan. You sit there and you're well, looking. Know Cowboys cow- won, but the we, Angels won back in the hey, day. Listen, E. Hogan, twenty years ago, said he would he would have walked to Dallas. Bad management, if, right? If, if, Bad if the Cowboys ever won a Super Bowl again, because he thought the uh, the the general manager Jerry Jones and also the owner was the main reason they were not going to win it. So I don't know if that's as much of a mystery. No as doubt. No doubt. That, that is a mystery. That is facts. You see the facts right there. We know it. We, we see. see what he it looks is. at it in the mirror every morning. He's like. It's me. <laughs> it's but, me. I ain't changing. but I ain't changing. Do, do you think changing. it really hey. throws them off when they see that? And then you have to go tell them it was that little guy who got hit in the hand that's winning the World Series. Every- <laughs> they were like, wait, wait. The little guy? <laughs> the little guy. Wait, he's yeah. in the dynasty. That dude? Hello, no, that no, no. Dude? The other guys, right? Yeah. Wow. No, no, I'm serious. I cannot. I really cannot believe that. I mean, we'll get into the moment because I think it was one of the best it moments was, we've had in it sports. Was, it was outstanding. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. I, it, it, I was, it came. The drama was, it was so perfect. perfect. Yeah. It was a perfectly it was scripted so moment. Prom- and, and the fact like, that the? Shohei walked to the bullpen to go get loose and then he walked all the way out to the mound to close everything out. That is what it's all about. And you Darvish was out there too. You right, Darvish was the setup. They got man. that one out for you Sh- though. Schwarber. You. Schwarber. Yeah. Schwarber gonna run what? it back up out of there yes. in a heartbeat. <laughs> he runs them things back up out. Yeah. I got a I got a little nugget about uh Schwarber too that we'll get into once we okay. start talking about it. No, no, it's just I, I can't you know, that's a good question. Give me give me another one. I yep. love the uh Master Garden. Luca and Kyrie is a good one. That's uh-huh. a great one. It's like, how the hell? You know what? Honestly, okay. You know what? I got another one. I got a okay. great sports mysteries 
that we can't figure out. Uh, men's soccer. Yep. USA men's soccer. Why the hell can't I mean Texas USA can be dominant in almost every major international sport, or at least, or at least you know, in the running to be the best, competitive to be the best. Thank you very much. Competitive to be you know in the running to be the you know one of the better teams internationally. Uh, Team USA men's soccer is not there, no. and I know they started kind of you know behind. Um, the rest of the world because it is the world's most popular sport. But yeah. by now, considering the resources and the talent pool, you yeah. think that men's soccer would now have a little bit more consistency in terms of their competitive level yeah. internationally? Yeah. They do not. Our women are unbelievable. They they locked in. The ladies are they are, they are just dynastic. Yeah, right in every sense of the word. But the men, no. Yeah, can't figure that out. It's always something, bro. What to be to be quite honest? That's with one you, of them. It's always that's something. another one. Yep, okay. that's a good one. I like that. I don't know why we. I mean, we all. I mean, now of course we're a soccer city. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was a soccer city even before Austin it FC. It was a it soccer was. city. That, absolutely can't figure out why uh, men's soccer has not taken it to the next level um, internationally on, mm. the, on the big stage. All right, random conversation there. Love we'll it. get back to it. All right, you can be a part of it, 512-337-3776, Specs text line. Uh, thank you for the uh, text so far. Uh, someone said, easy, our athletes play football and basketball. That is true, but even with the football, there's still enough athletes, there's I believe. There's enough athletes still, in the to, United States to, to play. That's exactly right. I think the talent pool is just that big in terms of the athleticism yeah. and the resources here in America for the athletes. I do. Yeah. I, I know that is a, that is a reason, um, but I do think there is a – I think there's a – there's enough talent yes. still for them to be competitive internationally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, We've got uh, plenty of athletes that can get after her. Some says, ATX Jacks fan says, men's soccer is sabotaged by helicopter parents, bad managing, and there's not enough good American coaches. All right. Could be. Like multifactorial there. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Let's get to some uh, Texas. Uh, you know what? Get to Texas discussion, period. We'll get to some spring football yep. uh, discussion because we have um, – some audio from Sark and his media availability actually from uh, yesterday, but we'll get back to it because there was some stuff that we did not address. And we'll start to slowly but surely, you know, preview the Texas Xavier matchup because there is a nugget that I was unaware of. And we'll get to that by the end of the segment. Uh, just to start out the preview and the breakdown of Xavier. There's a nice little nugget that Longhorn fans need to be aware of that I think is advantageous to Texas. So I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here. No, I'll go. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm not, not, I like yeah, that. no, 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 no. I'm we, here for the positivity, no, no. We Rob. got Texas. I got Texas going all the way to the championship game in my bracket. So I am not trying to you be. You and your boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not trying to hate on Texas. I think Texas got that kind of uh, capability. got that kind of ceiling. All right. Uh, first, let's talk Texas baseball, though, since we got my man Hardball here and we're already talking baseball. Kind of makes sense it. to go just straight transition right there before we talk Texas basketball or Texas football. Uh, Texas baseball with another win, Harch. Another win. Uh, this time, eleven in a row. It's crazy that we were just talking yesterday about what well, <laughs> home runs is not what this team does. This is That's- not who they are. This is not going to be what they're all about. They have to go out there and they have to start playing small ball and playing hit manufacture and run. runs. Manufacture well. Okay. They just happened to manufacture them through the long ball. Come on now. I mean, they were hitting the ball all over the place. They had a 17-11 to 11 win. Obviously, the 11 runs that they given up, 15 uh, hit. I mean, excuse me, 13 hits by them. Uh, 
that is that is not good. But Texas had 17 runs with 15 hits. You had a bunch of home runs. Dylan Campbell hit another home run. Gary Gamet hit uh, two home runs. Porter Brown. Porter Brown hit another one. And Jack O'Dowd, guys that they've had home runs throughout the year, so it's not shocking. But you have to make some adjustments and, and see what's going to happen. Look, here's the deal. The wind was gusting out yesterday. They were gusting out. And that was the impressive part about it because both teams had an opportunity to hit on the same field. I always say that. They're like, oh, man, that, that, you hit all those home runs and they were wind-dated. I'm like, look, you was on the same field I was on. And you had the same opportunities I had. So if my ball goes over the fence and yours does not, that's on you. And that's exactly mm. what Texas did last night. Home runs all over the place. They continued to battle. And I heard the interview with uh, Coach Pierce after the game, and he said, ideally, we definitely do not want to be giving up 11 runs on a day like today. And you want to make sure that the back of the bullpen stays sharp because they got a big test this weekend against Texas Tech. But they want to, But it's easy to make those corrections when you win. The conversations are a lot different when Agreed. you win. So this is 11 games in a row that Texas has won. And we talked about it before, Rod. You want to handle your business on the home field. You get a chance this weekend to do the exact same thing against Texas Tech. But there was some news that came out of Lubbock this weekend. Uh-oh. Good news that, or bad news? Bad news. Breaking for, for bad news? Breaking bad for of Texas Tech. Of course, out of Lubbock is breaking bad news. <laughs> They're going to be without their closer this weekend because he got suspended for uh, – he got ejected out of a game on Sunday, a conference game. So he is out this oh, entire that's good news then. It's good for Texas. Yeah. It's bad news for Texas oh, yeah, Tech fans. Right. I'm not worried yeah. about Tech fans. They're going to try to appeal his uh, suspension, but a spokesman has confirmed, and I got this from uh, David Collier out of Lubbock. It said a Texman, uh, Texas Tech spokesman has confirmed that Beckel – Will not will be serving his four game suspension this weekend. He will not be able to pitch until next week's uh, series opener against TCU. So Texas does not have to face their closer. Okay. So that's good for the Longhorns. Yeah, so that's good news. Bad for uh, Texas Tech fans. Somebody's good news. Somebody else's bad news. Uh, All right. So I do. I like that Texas uh, baseball can go into conference play with a ton of momentum. And yep. a lot of confidence too. Uh, that's a good thing, and hopefully um, that long ball, no doubt, uh, keeps coming for Texas baseball. Uh, Texas basketball. A couple of little nuggets here talking about Texas basketball, uh, and then next segment we'll get back to the World Baseball Classic. Uh, but a couple of nuggets about Texas uh, basketball. So mm-hmm. there is, um, and I, I want to say that my man Patrick is probably the first one that I heard describe the Dylan DeSue what has now become kind of a signature shot for yep, him, signature yep. move, as the the push the push shot. Yep. Right? Yeah. right? And it, it, it's a great description because it is. He, it, it, he doesn't shoot it. Kind of just pushes that yeah. thing. To get, shot put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Thank shot you very put. much. It is kind of a shot put motion there. Yep. And so every Longhorn fan who's watched Texas basketball, they're familiar with it. And it is, like I said, it's it's so effective. It is, re- And I love the way Zay has broken it down that when they come off that, that high pick and roll, most big men are trying to get to the rim. So the defense, a lot of them automatically, you know, they're almost kind of, you know, they're kind of 
as defenders naturally programmed mm-hmm. to get to the rim, their angle, they take a different angle to the rim trying to meet the ball, try, try to meet the ball handler right there at the rim because they know big man, he's trying to get closer. Yep. And the fact that DeSue is comfortable in the making a mid-range shot when most big men, they don't want to do that. They want to get close to the rim, try to make it a high percentage shot. He wants, And he's r- really good at it, really effective. I, like I said, we got to go. I don't know if he can go watch all the games and try to figure out what the percentage is on his push shots. But I get, I would say just off eye test, it's easily in the 70s. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it seems that way. It, right? I mean, because his, like his entire shooting percentage in the last few games has been around there. Yeah, like, it's just standard so, shooting percentage, and that includes a bad three at the beginning of the last uh, game. And so, colors, but, like, yeah, I, I'd say it's got to be up there because his just normal shooting percentage is pretty up there. That's a good point. Yeah, so actually it probably be higher. It's probably yeah. in the 80s or something like that. But um, So, <laughs> shout-out to my man uh, Corey Mose over at KVU. Does a great job. He does. Uh, he, he's really good. I, it, at Corey underscore M-O-S-E. If you mm. want to follow him via Twitter. Usually the best dressed man on the court of the Clean. game. The man. Clean. Yeah, I, I don't know how much he gets paid. He spent a lot of money on his suit stuff. Yeah, you so. always can tell him out of the game. <laughs> you can yeah. see him at a game. Yeah. But man, is very, yeah, he's very well dressed. He always is he's really cool and he's great at his job, of course, as well. So uh, very he, engaging with Very everyone. engaging. Yeah. He went deep diving about the 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 push shot. And he started asking different guys on the team about it. He asked uh, Dylan DeSue about it. Sergio Barry Rice is also in this clip. And Timmy Allen is also in the clip, too. So, uh, though, And I believe Timmy Allen is just so you know. He, we'll talk about it after, actually. Here, yeah. that, here's the clip of Corey Mose talking to all the different guys on the team about the signature shot now for Dylan DeSue. I tested him. I was like, nah, let me see if this is real. And I shot one over him, and he was like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, hit that again. And I shot it again, and he was like, nah, no, nah, that was luck. So I hit it again. Like, he jumped at it hard and aggressive, um, and I hit it all three times. I was like, all right, it's real. Like, I really don't know what else to do about it. And he just... And I was like, ooh, that's pretty. But that's a pro move. You know, you've got guys in the NBA that have hang-your-hat moves, and that's his. We call it the flotation station. It's crazy. Okay. Flotation station. And it's from anywhere. It doesn't. That's why it's station is portable. It can move. Flotation station. It's padding, too, because, <laughs> golly, it's like money every time. Now, you had me hype when you held the pose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, because, I mean, it was like, what, like my ninth one uh, of the game. So I was just like. <sighs> it was just awesome to see him have that success because he's a good person. He's my roommate, so we spent a lot of time together. And just to see him have success has been awesome. All right. Uh, and awesome. Brock Cunningham was in there, too. Was yeah, that, that was Brock Cunningham that talks about yes. yeah, roommate. this roommate? And Timmy Allen is the one that talked about the flotation <laughs> station, which I got to tell you, Timmy, well done. Yeah. I'm in yeah. the radio biz, man. We're all yeah. about trying yeah. to make yeah. something signature and something that the it, kind of a, a earworm that people that's will right. remember. Oh, that's a good one. Flotation yeah. station. Timmy Tourniquet with the flotation yeah. station. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. So uh, the guys, it's so with them between the – so which one? One, it's more effective, the Sergio Barry Rice pump fake or the flotation station. The they, serve, Rice... they serve their different purposes at times. So <laughs> I think they're, they're, both both, they're, they're both pretty effective. And I know that there was a conversation 
that he was doing the pump fake and he was actually open to take the shot. Ah, uh, yeah. And they were that. like, no, shoot the ball, man. Yeah. Shoot the ball. That's true. You don't need to fake it because these dudes aren't even close when to you. Know, yeah. just I know when it. he did that, though, was because he'd missed a few in that game. And so he's like, I don't want to shoot it. I want to drive it. They're not even coming out on me now. <laughs> They're like, shoot that thing. He's like, come on out on me. Yeah. I'm trying to get the bucket. Hey, man. I don't know. It, 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 to fake it or to take it. That is the Sergio Murray Rice. But question. I'll tell you this. And we'll see this weekend if there is an answer to how they're going to try and guard him because one thing is people have changed how they play defense on Jabari Rice right yeah because they know hey man he's gonna so you have to stay down and he shoots over and they're like you just really have to watch his feet and they, they you know they've had all these schools have coaches trying to break down any tell that he might have right that they yeah. want to have any tell that he might have to get a shot up right to figure out the thing but Dylan DeSue we haven't seen anybody even get close to stopping it yet. Right. Right. I think because it's so unorthodox. And they don't, don't expect it. You don't You, you expect don't ex- him to go to the rim. Right. He's got to get closer. He doesn't get close to the rim. He wants no. to stop like either midway or It's like even 10 bef- to 15 feet. Yeah. It's basically that 10 feet to the free throw line kind of range. And he hits it, at the, he hits it on the corner. So how do you, do you rush him? Like how do you defend it? I, I don't know because if you do that, then he can start going to the paint and dunking the and ball. And then you get the foul because you're rushing and you're out of control. So, yeah, I, I don't know how contact. you're going to defend it, but that's the thing is if you want to say the difference is Jabari Rice's game now game plan for it a lot. This, I'm sure, is a massive game plan part for Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. That's a, I, I, I love that. So, a great piece there at Corey underscore M-O-S-E uh, does a great job uh, for KVU covering sports and yeah might be the w- b- best dressed man in clean, sports dog. entertainment in clean, Central Texas clean every time so true uh, okay so be outside at baseball games I'll be like man you, I mean it's, it's baseball, baseball. <laughs> why are you clean <laughs> they wear the baseball. camera and yeah. the nicest suit you've seen that day that's right yeah like, that's right. like it's, you know, he is I, I don't yeah I'm with you he don't, he's not taking off day when he comes no. to the wardrobe uh, okay so um Let's talk about Xavier just for uh, Xavier. See Xavier. See, I don't know why. Go. I don't know why now I want to because we talked about the Professor Xavier and yep. now I want to go Xavier. It's Xavier. I apologize. Yeah, I'm All with right. you. So their leading scorer, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope I get the name right. Is it Soli Bohm? Um, I hope I get it right. If I missed it, it's S O U L E Y B O U M. So I hope I got it right. If I mispronounced it, I apologize. He's their leading scorer. He's averaging um, a little over 16 points per game. Texas has the best scouting report potentially in the country on this dude. Yeah, you know why? Because Rodney Terry coached him for like, what, three years? Yeah. From 2019 to 2021, Rodney Terry coached this guy. He was He's a great player, by the way. He was a great player at mm-hmm. UTEP there. Uh, he was, as a sophomore, as their second-leading scorer, then became an all-conference player uh, as a junior there uh, in his uh, last two years. But, I mean, Rodney, nobody's got a better scouting report on the leading scorer for Xavier than Rodney Terry, and who, who we all also admit, and we know now based on the sample size uh, with him as the interim coach of the uh, the Texas team, that they are really good at pinpointing and diagnosing exactly what they want to take away yep. uh, from an offense. 
and he'll he might be one of those pieces and if they decide to do it they'll know exactly how to do it because he knows this player pretty well probably as well as any coach in the country knows he him. definitely knows him pretty well and he also tried to recruit him here to the University of Texas say what when uh, everything was happening for him when he was coming to the University of oh. Texas they were actually trying to get him in the transfer portal but he had already committed okay. to Sean Miller and they couldn't flip him on that. But, yes, he was on the list to be able to come to the University of Texas to play basketball here, but he had already committed to Xavier. Oh, excuse me, Xavier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's a great I – didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. And yeah. that says – oh, man, could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> talk about guard four, play. Four that's guard right. lineup that's around right. here at that's Texas. Right. Uh, yeah, so we'll get into some more nuggets about uh, Xavier and that matchup. But it's uh, – the, they are also a team that's got a lot of experience, too. Um, they're one of the most experienced teams in the tournament. Um, so Texas also, that's one of the things I think that's really been a, an asset for them in the tournament. But this year, there are a lot of teams with a lot of experience just because transfer portal, COVID uh, year, that extra year of eligibility for COVID, and I think NILs played us a little bit of a role yeah. too. It's, it, I'm not saying it's one thing or another uh, ultimately or overwhelmingly, but I do think a lot of those different variables have just led to this being a tournament where a lot of teams have a ton of experience. I mean, you know, a case, ton. Yeah, there's, there's, also, experience. there's also a COVID year in there. So that, some that, of these guys. COVID eligibility year. Yeah, so yeah. some of these guys have an extra year of eligibility. Some of these guys transfer from a team that have played on a team before and transfer gone over. Transfer portal to, yeah, gives like, more there's, just so, there's so many different reasons why you can build a team of like third and fourth year guys where it used to be you had to just recruit a one and done and then you were just trying to keep the rest of your team but now you're like well I got the one and done and now I can go out and get three other guys who want to compete for a title this year because it's their junior or senior year and you can kind of build those teams. So I think we'll see more and more of that as time goes Gives on. Gives you more ways than either one and done or kind of the mid-major model. Where yeah, and I mean, it hurts the smaller team. teams because the smaller teams oh. get those guys picked off all the time. But they'll yep. get more guys. They'll and then they, they yeah. we get more, but it becomes the factory of the bigger schools just being like, hey, man, you want to come play in the Moody Center? Honestly, I think that's just yeah. a new era it is. of it. I think guys like Chris Beard embraced it. It was like, you know what? I'm gonna, oh, yeah. It's going to be just a a pretty much a, the, 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 the turnover. It, it's going to be a factory, like you said of the transfer portal anyway, might as well get accustomed to it. There'll be a couple of guys that'll be mainstays. You can get you some Brock Cunninghams of the world that want to be around forever, but um Well yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm saying for, you know, if you're a Texas state or you're one of those schools that's uh that's not at the top tier, oh, you're, you're not a power five. That's it's that's just like, yeah, basketball. man, sorry, you're not you're not gonna keep your guys. Yeah, we like, talked about that in football too. Yeah. Spavidal said that he came on the show and said he's like, I can't keep guys. No, and if well, you want I, if, I, if, I, if, I have a, if a guy that plays will have one good year, linebacker, wide receiver, running back, yeah. doesn't matter, that guy's gone. Somebody's no, and I mean if and if you're honestly in it for the kids and for their best interest, and I know you want to win and you want to win for your school, but like look at Jabari Rice. If Jabari Rice was still in New Mexico State that school's program gets canceled this year. His yep. last season ends with them canceling the rest of oh, their yeah. games. The leading scorer for uh, Xavier. Yep. Same yeah. thing. He was yep. at yeah. UTEP and, and before and they so, was at San Francisco or so something. So it's like th- those people don't have this story of being in the Sweet 16 and really getting a lot more eyes on them if they don't get to move up 
it's only into a, a bigger program. Yeah. No, so there, there is positives mobility. and negatives. It's upward mobility. Yeah. It's capitalism. Exactly. There are ups, there are yeah. benefits to it, exactly. and there are downsides yep. to it. I think we all prefer capitalism. <laughs> come on. All right, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, Japan winning the World Baseball Classic on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. I like that, y'all. Yeah, come on. I like that, y'all. I like that. Yeah, like, I like that. Right here on 104.9 The Horn, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick, the Idealionaire, takes songs from the soundtrack and plays those songs for us. And based on the selections, we are to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. All right. I think I got an idea. I want you to go first because I want to I want to see if we're on the same wrangling. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why this is a, it's a random movie, but it, it is, I guess, the time of year we're in, it's fitting. Above the Rim. It is Above the Rim. Look, Good. look, 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 look. I wrote it down. I wrote it down oh, at yeah, the very top. There you go. Go. I wrote it down at the yeah. very top. I can't think of another movie with SWV. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> his in the movie. Thing. Yeah. Yes. I, can you think of another yes. movie where SWV is yes. in the movie? No way. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, no not where no. they're in the league. It is also, it came out 29 years ago tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man. Great job, bro. Because uh, I, I well, literally, okay. I like that. I, I was like, when you said, I think I know what it is, I wrote it down yeah. just so if you didn't have it, I was going to scratch through it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think I know the scene, too. I do, too. That, that, I do that too. this is from, too. Yeah. yeah. Great uh, job. Tupac. Taking too soon would have yep. been a great actor, actually, if he got time to cultivate the craft. Great job, um, man. And Above the Rim. Soundtrack, very underrated. I wonder if you're going to play my favorite song from the Above the Rim soundtrack. I don't know if you can play it, but we'll see. Well, might, I mean, it might be a lot of... Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you can well, play there, it. There's some that I found censored. The reason I can play this is because I found radio edits of enough songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's no, some yeah. that I may be able to play. It's popular then, songs. Because it's one of the first... I think Death Row, I believe, did is the soundtrack. Yeah. Did the soundtrack, yeah, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, there's some that don't have radio edits because nah, they're basically course. on there and they were yeah. really vile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I already know. So I was like, ooh, that's a, that was like, you, you choosing to go with the Mother Rim soundtrack is already pretty risky. No, I was like, because man. I don't know how I, many I, jams we can play, but I, I found some radio edits. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, well done there. Like my man Patrick, uh, always, midweek movie music. Uh, first time ever, Harge and I both got it uh, with the uh, first selection of midweek movie music. Yeah. Looking forward to it today, though. You can be a part of the show, Specs Text Line 512 337 3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge via Twitter, and Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. All right, Harge, World Baseball Classic ended in. Uh, thrilling, climactic, dramatic fashion. It was truly compelling, captivating, and competitive. I mean, Very using any so. of the C words you'd like to throw out there, exactly. it was fantastic. Uh, Team Japan wins 3 2 over Team USA in the World Baseball Classic, but we got what we wanted. We got a showdown at the end. Uh, we got basically a one run game uh, with two outs with. Shohei Otani on the mound and Mike Trout up at the plate, and then the game on the line. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you wanted, Captain Teammates. America. He and, and he's the team captain for yeah. the USA team. 
He's been looked at as the number one player in the game for quite some time. I saw somebody say Shohei Itani was was made in a lab because of how talented he is and what he was what he's been able to do in the game. You think about the moments of everything that was on the line, Japan and what they've been able to do and being champions and the USA trying to be champion again. It was just the drama was so perfect. The drama and everything that goes along with it was so perfect. And this is the deal, and I want to I wanted to give you this. In case you aren't impressed for those that keep saying, oh, it's just baseball and blah, 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 whatever. If, if Because you're not impressed, you should be. Mike Trout has had three swinging strikeouts in only, tw- uh, in only 24 of his 6,174 career major league plate appearances. He swung through three pitches only 24 times in his major league career. And this time it was against one of his teammates. From what I understand from Gene Watson, who was on this morning, he said that they are best friends, they respect each other so much, and this entire thing and the way that it went down was so beautiful. The pageantry, the way, the excitement, the buildup, the buildup of the conversations throughout the day of the opportunity of this to happen. Because yesterday when we left, I I had mentioned to you that his his head coach, Phil Nevin, said Shohei can pitch one inning. Mm. And the one thing Shohei was worried about is how is it going to feature me being a DH and then having to come back in to hit later, and we're going to have to change the lineup. I'm not going to be – you're going to have to make so many different moves for him to still be in the DH position. And he had to walk all the way to the bullpen to warm up, and it was rare to see that for a guy because they said in Japan, the dugouts are behind – I mean, the the bullpens are behind the dugouts. So he could have walked back there and warmed up and everything. Well, he had to go to the bullpen to warm up. You had you Darvish that was there and Schwerber got him, got him deep, took him deep. And I told you mm-hmm. I was going to say something about Schwerber. So Kyle Schwerber has homered in the World Series, AL uh, Championship Series, NL Championship Series, AL Division Series, NL Division Series, AL Wild Card Game, NL wild card game and now the World Baseball Classic. Dude plays for the big moment. Hey, clutch G. <laughs> he's got that clutch Somebody G. Got the clutch G. That dude is so good, and I've never seen any baseball player look like he's having less fun doing it. Exactly. <laughs> that dude, like, is rounding the bases, his home run, the World Baseball Classic, he's rounding like, geez, I guess I got to do it again. Huh? <laughs> <sighs> no, and that's, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, though, just watching the, the little bit that I did watch, I didn't watch the entire thing, but it was great. Yeah. So I watched the last four innings, so I watched the part that mattered the most. Yeah, that the mattered most. the most, yeah. Um, man, uh, watching Shohei Otani just uh, in those last, um, the, the basically last, what, see through how many pitches? It, it actually came out for the ninth inning, but to get Mike Trout out through, what, six pitches? Yeah. To get Mike Trout out? It was out? a 3 2 count. It was a 3 2 count? 3 2 count. So, yeah. Um, a full count slider, basically. Ended up 87 taking him out. mile an hour slider. That set, was but nasty. But he set him up with the fastball. The fastball was twice. 100. 100. 
It, both times. Yeah. He went triple digits both times. Yeah. And I think and, and why why wouldn't Mike Trout think, oh man, he's gonna get he wants to he wants to make me look bad up here yeah. and wants to throw the heat at me. And well, eight I think it was an eighty nine mile per hour slider uh, yeah. they threw on him. It was nice. But I love this stat. You've been giving some great stats. So I'll I'll try to give a great stat here too about Shohei Otani and how great he is. He was the MVP. Ended up batting uh four thirty five, had four doubles, a home run, eight RBIs. Uh his slash line was four thirty five, six oh six and 739 uh, yeah. when he pitched two starts two wins uh, he did have a save as well of course uh, in the championship game 1.86 ERA uh, 11 uh, strikeouts five hits allowed in his uh, little over nine innings pitched but he's the you go look at so he he hit he hit the hardest yep ball mm-hmm. like in terms of exit velocity uh, what was it, it, 114 or something like that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. hit the hardest ball uh, of all of the players in the World Baseball Classic. It was 114. Uh, then he threw the hardest baseball mm-hmm. uh, on his uh, fastball pitch of almost 102. It was 101.6, I believe, yep. they had it clocked at. And he ran to first <laughs> 4.16 seconds. How long is that run? To, it's to 90 first? feet. So ninety feet in yeah. four point one six seconds. Yeah. He's a freak. Made in a lab. He's he's a freak. He's one of the greatest athletes. And he's on the still planet. getting better. Yeah. And he swings one of the biggest bats that you could possibly swing. It is heavy. Yeah. And it's long. And my man just he they said yesterday it's long. The and it's co- strong. And I'm gonna get the friction on. <laughs> That's right. He hit a ball, they said during batting practice two days in a row off the top of the scoreboard. Like and it's so far away that they sat there and you can hear the sound when it hit. It's boom. Like the dude is an absolute freak. And yeah. he's very, very good at baseball. Um, <laughs> and I love this. And this is why uh, if you're just a baseball fan, you have to uh, be really, really excited about what he could potentially be um, for in terms of a spokesman for the game, just internationally. Mm-hmm. He added 2 million followers to his Instagram account during the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. So people were just seeing him, just seeing him going, man, this dude is, what, what is this guy? This guy, I've never seen anything like it. Um, he's the first player um, in Major League Baseball to cross 4 million Instagram followers. Yeah. Um, Mike Trout, he surpassed him two <laughs> times more than any other uh, baseball player. Now, I know that's not up there with the NBA players and, and maybe some of the top NFL players, so please don't send that. I get that. But this is a huge step just showing you the fascination with his extraordinary elite skill set as a baseball player. I'm gonna we give, haven't seen anything like it since Babe Ruth. No, he, that's exactly where, where wow, I was going. Man. So in the last two years, he's been a unanimous AL MVP. He's won a Silver Slugger Award. And for those that don't know what that is, that means you're the best hitter at your position. Uh, he participated in the Home Run Derby. He got the Commissioner's Historic Achievement Award in 2021. He started on the mound and hit leadoff in the All-Star Game. He's a two-time All-Star. He was AP Athlete of the Year, and he was the MVP, as you just said, in the championship game. And he's a champion. Uh, and I love the sexer. He's using that blue chew. <laughs> I saw it. He's using that blue chew. Uh, yeah, Shohei Otani is just, like, he's an X-Man. I mean, he's a superhuman. There's he no is question. an X-Man. Have you I ever felt- seen that chart he had growing up? No. He had this chart he made to work on all his skills so he could do everything. 
and they, they, they've translated it now, but it was, because it was clearly, it was in Japanese, and it's always like, but he has this thing about like body and control and mind and speed, and what? and he has different workouts Whoa. in each one that he would do in every day, and everything was coordinated. How old is he when he's, this is chart is... I, I, it was when he was a kid because it, yeah. like the middle part yeah. of it and it all went to his middle part and the middle part was number one overall pick. Wow! Yeah, like he was like he wanted to be the best baseball player out. ever. Well, he's and he had that. this crazy thing. I'll, I'll try and find a picture of it translated and tweet it out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy thing of like him showing what he really like. He had his mind set on this and it's worked insanely hard to get there. And then you see it and you're just like, you how many times does somebody? Have that amount of drive and that much talent, mm. like those sometimes don't match up. Yep, totally agree. And, well, yeah, to have the the talent and then to have the like you said the competitive sickness. Yep. Yeah, at like, a young age, at that yeah, to, to, to be like to be a kid set. and just be like, oh no, no I'm going to be the best mm. ever, and then it actually works. As opposed to kids who are like, I'm going to be the best ever, and they have that drive. And you're like, they don't have that work. You're, you're five eight, oh, they dude. Don't have the, yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't have the natural skill. Yeah, you're five eight. You're kind of slow. You know, <laughs> yeah, what I mean? yeah, exactly. I like, love your thought process, but uh, <laughs> you need to make some life changes. You should sell that to some other people. Yeah, yeah you need yeah. to make sure you uh, you learn the skill, son. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm with you. I think I, 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 that's a fantastic point. I've never heard that story actually, uh, Patrick. And he actually is. He, he's willing to be a leader. Uh, the pregame speech that they interpreted uh, for. Uh, because obviously he was saying it in Japanese, but for his team, he said, quote, before the game against uh, Team USA, let's stop admiring them. If you admire them, you can't surpass them. We came here to surpass them, to reach the top. For one day, let's throw away our admiration for them and just think about winning. Yep. There it is. It's pretty damn good. And and every time he came up, you talked about clutch gene, right? You always mm. talk about the clutch gene. Yeah. He's it's built into him. That's part of his dynamic because mm. every time he was put into a situation do, throughout this WBC, he got a hit. He got up. He did the things that was needed at mm. that time and he came in to close out the game against the US's best player. His teammate. His teammate. <laughs> who sure. they still suck. And no, it's like I said, you guys remember that uh, show back in the day? By the that, way, he's 6'4", 210. Yeah, well, that's Running God, like that's that. also God-given, too. Yeah. Like, that's a, he, he worked really hard, and yes. he was determined, yes. and he had the competitive sickness, but also, hey, God really did. Blessed him. Yes, yes. God really did give him a ton of uh, raw materials to work with. Uh, but I'm down with getting it. back to our initial discussion to start off the show, uh, you remember the show uh, Unsolved Mysteries? Yeah. You know, like this Unsolved Mystery Show? Yeah. That's basically what the Angels are in terms of why can't the Angels at least be <laughs> a championship contender with the two best players in the world on the same team. Right. Sports should have their own version of Unsolved Mysteries with the intro and everything. <laughs> this should definitely. And then what was my man's what, name? Robert. Uh, like What the hell? How can the one that was coming out. We got an unsolved mystery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need that. Because yeah. Robert no, Wool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. can figure out why they are so bad. Now that the two best baseball players on the planet. Two best Everybody baseball Everybody around the players. world is asking the same question right now after watching that game last yeah. night. Like, so what they they didn't what they, they didn't make the playoffs? Like how what? bad truly are you? <laughs> you uh, all right, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Unhorn. Welcome back to 
Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn, the featured film, Above the Rim, which is apropos because we're talking a lot about the madness of March, March Madness, and we're talking a lot about basketball um, and Above the Rim. One of my favorite basketball movies. Uh, I don't know if it's like a great basketball movie, an all-time great one, but it's one of my favorite ones. I like it. Yeah. A little unrealistic when you start breaking it down, but it's okay. Oh, need the word. You know, right, sus- right. Suspend disbelief. It's, it's a all movie. Good. It's a movie. There you go. Uh, about our conversation about um, uh, the World Baseball Classic and, and Team Japan winning. Um, this texter, Joe Number Two, says Otani is a free agent next year too, right? Yep, yep. Yep. Ooh, we. Yep. I can't wait for that one. That is a lot of money, right? About our conversation, uh, why Mike Trout and <laughs> Shohei Otani, two the best the best two baseball players on the planet on the same team, cannot somehow build. Uh, they can't somehow uh, be the foundation of a championship contender because we don't know what the hell's going on with the Angels. The one of the great unsolved mysteries in sports. Uh, Texture brought up. Yeah, it's kind of like LeBron James and KD being on the same team and not even sniffing the playoffs. But, yeah. but it's yeah. worse than that because they go out and sign like Rendon and Pujols and all these other. Like they spend tons and tons of money bringing guys in and then they play the worst years of their career in Anaheim, and then they leave, and then they are ba- they're good again. Like, they just are bad for that amount of time. To, to that point, though, uh, shout out to my man, Big Craig, at Craig Floyd in the Twitterverse. He said, come on, Rod Babers, OKC. He's right about this. Yep, the they had all three mysteries. of yep. They had Russ, oh, that's, that's, KD, that's and James unsolved. Harden. That's not unsolved. The, the salary cap jumped, and they didn't, they didn't judge the market right. They and they should have kept, kept all – no, they were too young. They, they had, we, Russell Westbrook is not a championship player. Player never has been <laughs> to have so, all those guys to have three different. You MVPs had three guys who all one. wanted. You had two guys who really, really wanted to shoot all every single possession, and Kevin Durant. That is not a winning surge. Now, Serge Ibaka was really good on that team too. Yeah, but still, that Ibaka was the, good on the, that team. The level of underachievement, though, yeah, is still pretty unprecedented considering those guys all won MVPs later on and became later on easily top three players on their own league. We've never even seen that really in the NBA. Yeah, in the history of the league. So I, I know, but I, I, would I watched, say I watched them, them, them then, and they were not the three best players in the league at that time. At that time, though, but then the combination of it, though, still, even yeah. at the time, they were still hell. KD was top five. And Russell Westbrook and James Harden were considered all-star players. They weren't all-stars yet. James Harden was a six-man. But Russell Westbrook was all-star. Russell Westbrook was coming to it. He was getting into it. it was, this was before all that. Like I, they, I know. I, I'm telling you. It's semantics. It, you, you feel passionate about it, obviously. So, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you watch a lot of NBA, so I, I, won't, I won't get it. I, I thought it was a good opinion, but I won't, I won't present it to Patrick. Uh, <laughs> FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Uh, we'll agree or disagree. Uh, but you can always go check it out. We've got a lot of great stuff up there for you. And tonight you have the Wednesday Flex. It's all back. Flex tonight coming up. So uh, that's all you need to know. So stick around right after we get done. You'll have the Flex coming up, and they'll break it all down for you. All right, we come right back. We'll talk about the NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Mel Kuyper and Daniel Jeremiah both have mock drafts. Uh-huh. Also, we'll get into the Colts. Apparently, they are not out of the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, and the Cowboys still making moves. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful 9 the Horn.